0: Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Hannah. And together we are single, fat, and 40.
1: Let's go. And I'm on a roll.
0: just before the episode gets going we just want to give a quick trigger warning we are discussing mental health so therefore uh, depression anxiety suicide or isolation are mentioned throughout this episode and we understand that for some people that can be very upsetting and triggering so please proceed with caution or just don't listen this week and come back next week uh, just make a decision that's best for you <music>
1: Um, hello listener, welcome back. Hi. Yeah. Uh you've just missed me and Sarah having a scintillating conversation <laughs> about why it is that the Batman movie is three hours long. Yeah. I just don't feel like any film needs to be three hours long.
0: I mean, especially a Batman film.
1: I mean, we all get it. You're damaged in childhood, trying to work some <laughs> stuff out. You're a goody baddie. You know, it's no one's yeah. ever going to do. No one's ever going to do Batman better than Tim Burton.
0: Well, and um, Robert Robert Patterson's the new Batman, isn't
1: he? I have, I mean, look, here's the thing. I The reason we were having this conversation is because obviously I am going to go and watch it once we finished recording. But that means I'm going to a 10 o'clock showing, which means <laughs> I've just just realized that I won't be leaving the cinema until 1 a.m. Then I've got to try and get home in berlin on a friday night you don't want to be out about at 1am it's carnage out there oh no <laughs> uh, this is what happens when i make plans to leave the house exactly Swan instant just... regret <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> instant regret mate <laughs> instant regret. um i just want to take this opportunity to say a massive thank you to mike yes Uh, for joining us on last week's episode now i know obviously we did our best with the sound but the sound you got was the sound of me and mike sat here in my apartment in berlin and sarah sat over there in your house in southampton so i think actually all things considered um we did quite well
0: i think yeah people seem to enjoy it i thought mike was a good sport coming on
1: he was insightful but very
0: funny i enjoyed it
1: Here's a bit of serendipity, Mike had actually just watched Batman before coming here, so he he managed to record there that, apparently, apparently been in the cinema for three hours, Uh so well done, Mike, <laughs> thank you so much for that. Now, mate, how's your week been? Uh
0: In all honesty, shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's been one of those weeks where I literally finish work, and all I want to do is go to bed. Yeah
0: just want to go to bed
1: what how any update on the person that you were talking to oh or... uh so yovil is a noville
0: Yoville, <laughs> <laughs> stop talking to me stop replying like how like what what was the lead uh, up to well, that just it it started on a thursday over by a. Uh, Saturday afternoon
1: <laughs> it's the new Craig David song for 2022 isn't it yeah. what was it I took Started you for a drink on, on, on Monday Saturday. yeah I went to your house on Tuesday we were making love by Wednesday Ghosted these, you days... By yeah, exactly. <laughs> these days is I matched with you an app on Monday sent you something meaningless on a Tuesday was ghosting yeah. you by Wednesday and on Thursday never it, spoke to you again
0: <laughs> it was the sort of typical thing where the conversations going really well and then they stop asking questions and you think, oh, this is starting to get a bit one-sided because I'm the one mm. keeping it going. And then they just, she just stopped talking to me altogether. So I was just like, okay, fine.
1: Have you passively, aggressively unmatched them as a result? No. Or, see, I do that. I'd be like, you missed your chance now. <laughs> I did get a, a
0: like on, on. it was on Saturday as well. I got a like from a woman on her and i thought oh she seems like an actual proper adult uh, mm. <laughs> and i thought she seems very nice and i was quite surprised mm. you know when you think oh you like me uh then i'm much me the moment i sent a message <laughs> so must have been a wrong swipe <laughs> wow
1: <laughs> so that wow. i was
0: like ow oh. do you think that's
1: do you think that's sort of contributed to your general vibe of just not having a good week Possibly
0: possibly I feel like for me I've been on a steady decline for a while and I'm sort of hanging on by the fingertips of like no I'm fine
1: okay, okay. it's just now, a
0: bad day or it's just a bad week
1: I knew there was a suggestion a reason why I suggested moving this topic yeah. up the yeah. schedule so uh, as much as people listening might not be aware due to the very chaotic nature of our podcast, we do do <laughs> planning and we do we think do. about, you know, what it is, and talk about what it is we're going to talk about uh, in the episodes in advance. And today, uh before we jumped in here to record, I said to Sarah, I was like, Sarah, you know, we've got like a mental health uh episode coming up where we're going to talk about mental health, which is obviously a huge topic, massive umbrella yeah. topic, I think mental health. I was like, why don't we just talk about that today and I think you said yeah I think we should because I'm like hanging on by a
0: yeah I said my mental health's on shaky ground
1: right now shaky ground and so... as is mine as is mine and I was <laughs> like wow well, I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that can uh relate it, yeah. or at least empathize so yeah this is now officially the single fat 40 first of many I'm sure episodes yeah. where we can have a, a chat about mental health what does yeah. mental health mean to you like when you say that <sighs>
0: mental health for me if i'm thinking about mental health it tends to be i think about it more when it's not good <laughs> do you mm. mean like i never really consider it as much when i'm just out and about and i'm having sort of i'm just enjoying my life and everything feels quite okay um mm. yeah I do, and then i you sort of have a bad day then a bad day leads to a bad week, mm. and the weeks become sort of months. I feel like for me, twenty twenty one was the was the year that kind of did it for me. And I thought, oh, I'm spiraling a bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so. obviously the last couple of years with all of the unprecedented events.
0: Oh God! Uh,
1: seems seems to have. Uh, you know, we know obviously it's not been the easiest time for everyone, but I like, no. um, I'll give you a quick recap of like the, the, a brief history of my mental health. Okay. Uh, I think I had a, my first panic attack when I was about 13 or 14. Um, was one of those people who definitely just never felt comfortable in my own skin. Like just anxious, like highly anxious. And I started having panic attacks. Um, college was a nightmare. But I started drinking, so, mm. um, and then I, yeah, my God, garbage fire, I think is the best way to describe it. <laughs> I um, been i gen- I've been diagnosed as having like generalized like anxiety disorder. I have that. Um, yeah, I've <laughs> I've been I've had I've been depressed and medicated for depression. Uh, at one point, I think they put me on like an antipsychotic medication, and all I remember is like laying face down. In the grass in the garden at my mum and dad's house, <laughs> and my mum coming out and nudging me with her toe and saying, "Are you okay?" And I was just like, uh, uh, "No," because these dry- <laughs> no these dry- something else. Um, but I used to go. Th- it was very cyclical for me. I've been diagnosed with bipolar before and be told yeah. I've been told I'd have to be medicated forever for that. Like I- it was always very cyclical. Like I'd seem to be fine, and I do really well um big overachieving you know mega uh bursts of uh stability and success and then as my family would call it the wheels would come off yeah and I'd have like a complete meltdown dad would have to come and get me I'd be down the doctor's (laughs) office you know and then after a period of sort of recovery I'd be released back into the wild again just to kind of repeat the cycle yeah um but obviously like for me on reflection like a huge part of that was involving drug and alcohol use because obviously self-medicating at a really young age and obviously in the last five years as a sober person like I was medicated for anxiety for the first two years of my recovery um and then I came off the medication and I was like yeah awesome amazing cracked it and then at some point I think last year towards the end of last year um I mean, April last year, when my cat fell out a window and died. Let's face yes. it, that was that. that <laughs> I'll do it. That w- I, I went to the doctors and I went, I am a broken human being and I need help. And she went, You are experiencing grief as the result of a traumatic event. So why don't you give yourself a little bit of time? Yeah. Um, and I've been back to CS and she's convinced that I have ADHD. My do- okay. Most people in the world are like fighting at the moment to get that ADHD diagnosis, whereas I actually, I've got the paperwork on my desk I was going to show nice. you. Nice. Because I went in there for a repeat prescription the other day and she tried to get me to go for a referral. Again, I was like, I, and I'm the person when everyone else is fighting to get a diagnosis. So <laughs> she's like, please go to the psychiatrist and get diagnosed because you have ADHD. And I'm like... <laughs> No. Uh, no. And yes, then I yeah, I, I went through a period of time where I'm doing all the things that I know I need to do to re- maintain what I my personal baseline is of like good yeah. mental health. Um but I found my sleep was very disrupted. Thinking about doing the washing up made me want to cry. <laughs> that's where I am you know like I couldn't <laughs> get my ass up off the couch and I, I just yeah. kind of sat there and I was like hang on one of the benefits of being sober at least is that I can kind of read these signs and I can know that something's not right and I went back yeah. to I've got a great doctor my doctor's really great and has been with me through a lot and I was just like and she went well if you want to go back on some medication again we can do that so I've been on 10 milligrams of escitalopram which is like a pimped up version of escitalopram um mm. for like Six months? Don't know, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's made all the difference because yeah. I do my I do my washing
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's funny because you say that because uh, a big thing for me certainly this year is the struggle to do the small things like the washing up, mm. the bathroom, you know, and it's a real effort and I'm kind of struggling to keep on top of it because I just I have no energy. I have no motivation. Uh, the only thing I can do is lay down and doom scroll. It's the only thing yeah. I feel capable of doing right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe we need to go to the doctor and have it because I am, I am currently med- medicated. I've been on Cetolabram for uh, years now,
1: mm, mm. Um, but
0: maybe, maybe we need an adjustment.
1: Maybe. I mean, I remember when I was prescribed citalopram before it made me suicidal and all I could do was sit in the bottom of the shower and cry. Um, But that's also because I was getting (laughs) I was I was getting wrecked while I was taking antidepressant Uh, and pouring a liquid depressant on antidepressants doesn't actually work very effectively. Um, But but when I went to see my doctor in in the end of last year, she was like Citalopram. And I was like, fucking no, thank you, because I have not had good experiences (laughs) with that. Um, But apparently, like I said, the one I'm on now, Citalopram. And what what is that in the States? Because the thing is, in America, because we've got American listeners, they'll be listening to this and being like, what are they talking about in terms of medication? While you look
0: that up, it's funny that you talk about that with uh, Sertoridopam, because when I started back on it, um, one for two weeks, I slept solidly. I had to set an alarm to make sure I would go in pick my child up from school I just could not keep my eyes open yeah there you go um and also I would go out at a weekend and get drunk and my legs would literally go from beneath me yeah I fell out of taxis I fell down the stairs I broke my toe <laughs> falling down a flight of stairs because it it just put my balance off
1: yeah it's 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 no joke I mean I know from withdrawing uh from ssris yeah it's not it's not pleasant um selexa and lexapro um would be was. the names in the states um so yeah. Interesting. It's it's weird though. I mean, I think the thing, the reason that I talk about it and I want to be very open about it is because I always like really advocate for mental health awareness and, you know, ero- eroding the stigma around medication. Mm. Um, And what was really tough for me though, is that I definitely felt like it was like a victory coming off medication. Yeah. And that really contributed to this feeling of defeat last year when I was like I can't cope and I have to go on this medication and even though I know the stigma is like bullshit and it's we are chemical (laughs) like our (laughs) brain matter uh contains an awful lot of chemicals and we have problems regulating them for all sorts of different reasons um and I knew it was something that could help me but I still felt like this feeling of defeat I felt like I hadn't been able to make it like I hadn't been able to win and that somehow I was conceding something which is complete fucking nonsense sitting and suffering unnecessarily um and refusing to accept the help that avail- is available is the defeat for me um, you know yeah right? I
0: think you know I think that's the way we need to look at because I think a lot of people see it as A failure to have Mm. to take medication and to not be able to just fix it themselves and I think like when you said about you know taking care of your mental health that is part of it of recognizing I'm struggling maybe I need to consider going back on medication and then Mm. and then being able to recognize I'm feeling really good and I feel in a place where I can maybe start to come off of it but it's not it's not a step back it's just taking care
1: of yourself totally totally and I think it's it's, it's everybody's individual choice like I cannot emphasize that enough I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna get on my soapbox today at all but one thing I have experienced especially in the, obviously the field of like the work that I do is that it's like with the whole anti-vax <laughs> she says she's not going to get on her soapbox but I can't promise (laughs) you anything um you know it's it's that whole like same idea of you know if I practice other things you know if I go for walks in nature if I drink plenty of water if I move my body and it's like all of these things are genuinely important to maintaining good base level mental health but it doesn't mean that people who are not doing these things are not going to suffer with mental illness yeah you know we don't say to people oh well you know if you're if you're really fit and you do X Y and Z you won't catch a cold you know it's crazy yeah. you know everyone is susceptible regardless of their lifestyle and their lifestyle choices um, and the people who feel that their lifestyle is exactly where it's supposed to be and then suffer anywhere the people that suffer most you know it's like yeah. it's why why is it's always such a crazy shock to us when we see uh you know, celebrities going to rehab or tragic news of people having died prematurely um and you're like people say to themselves how could all of these people with all of this success and all of this money yeah possibly end up in that situation you're like because they woke up every day and said how can I in this situation with all of this money and all of this success feel like that yeah and so would they not you know and another thing I want to talk about and I never thought I'd say this on this podcast Sarah okay this is really an area where I feel really, really sorry for men. yeah, I feel so I just see it all the time, and I feel like it's so much harder for men to be able to put the hand up and say, "I'm not okay, and I think I need yeah help.
0: yeah i I would agree, I think. So certainly over the last two years of COVID, I've seen people who maybe have never really struggled with mental health before or have always mm. had quite good mental health struggle. And yeah. I've seen like how like a taken aback they are that it's happened to them. Mm. And I think a lot of men maybe don't feel they can like you say, put their hand up and go, I, I, I just, I don't know what to do and I need help. Yeah. Because I find it hard and I'm someone who, who has been to the doctors um, and I talk quite openly about my mental health. Mm. But I find it hard to get to that place and go, I need to make an appointment because actually I'm struggling.
1: Mm, I think know. it's just kind of, you know, pe- people who identify as women it's always the stereotype like we are more emotional and it's all about you know we get accused of not being able to stay in our power because of our feelings and there's that you know I think that contributes that feeling of defeat that we have but it's like men just to me they can't even seem to get to the point where they can acknowledge that there is a problem yeah you know and that they're okay and I and and accessibility to services and things I think is I mean this is like I said this is a huge topic we could do an entire podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) about this but um what do you feel are some things that do work for you like do you notice when you're like that was a good mental health day if there's anything particular that seems to have helped you in the day that you're in or like again I don't want to fall into this idea that I should be able to do x y and z in my external experience to affect how I feel inwardly because it doesn't fucking work like that I've experienced that firsthand in the last year I was like good God, give me some fucking drugs because I just can't feel like this anymore, (laughs) you know? Um, But I also do know that, like, I am the person, like, today, I have not had a good day. I don't think this is not a good day. I know it's because I'm tired, because I had a strenuous day yesterday. Um, I know it's because I have a lot going on right now and I'm overwhelmed. I know it's because the war breaking out and Mm. everything that's gone with it, which we were talking about, obviously, um together it, it, it it's just that overwhelm feeling I think overwhelm is yes, the word that I have I think you know that I really struggle with
0: that's exactly the word I would use for me I just feel very overwhelmed by everything like yeah. when I talk about our work and I just, I just feel really overwhelmed by just life and it sounds probably quite silly but it just feels like there's just so much going on
1: mm. as
0: well as trying to go about your day
1: it doesn't sound silly um, I think you know it's very valid
0: And uh yeah, like for me, I noticed so this week we had a like a a blated Christmas lunch out at work. And actually that did me the world of good Mm. to just go and we just had food. And I I when I was on my way home, I, I sort of thought I feel kind of relaxed and my mood definitely picked up, and I think I have a really bad habit of. I just want to hide away like resisting the urge to just delete everything off of social media Mm. and just try and disappear Mm. like that's my that's where my mind wants to go Uh, and I'm like no that doesn't help and I have to go out and I have to mingle and I have to like see my friends because it will do me good even if I don't feel like it
1: I mean this is why when my friend texts me to say do you want to go to the cinema and see Batman I said yes mate I do but that's before I realized it was three hours long and I'm going to be sat (laughs) sat in the dark until one o'clock in the morning which I'm not sure is what I need but today I was kind of like there's so much that I need to do right now or should be doing right now which I know is contributing to the overwhelm and I feel really powerless to actually just sit and fucking do any of it and I get so frustrated um so I was like I will go for a walk I'll go outside in the fresh air and go I went to Lidl I bought a four pack of muffins a I of bought
0: cookies. muffins
1: today there we go mental health muffins everyone <laughs> mental health uh, muffins it's an alternative cute name for our podcast <laughs> single fat 40 with your mental health muffins I'm Hannah <laughs> <laughs> is that the name of this episode now I think, yeah, there we go. Um, I went and and bought a a four pack of chocolate muffins and a packet of cookies. And the whole time I was walking around the supermarket, I was like, you probably shouldn't do this because you know you're going to go home and eat all of these and you're going to feel really bad about it. And I was like, no, no, I won't. I'll have one and put them in the cupboard. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Um, she said. Exactly. And I came home (laughs) and even though the house is a mess, my to-do list is a million miles long. Yeah. Um, there's deadlines fast approaching. I laid on the couch, I pulled the blanket up to my chin, I started shoving muffins in like there was no tomorrow, and I watched the Lover's Blind Reunion episode, which I hadn't yeah. seen yet.
0: Yeah. Uh no, I mean, to be fair, that sounds exactly like on Tuesday. I I, w- I didn't have work on Tuesday and Tuesdays. So that's a day where I'll be like, right, I'm gonna try and get on top of like my housework. Mm. Um Just get up, get on with it, and I just couldn't. And I, I did the same. I just, I laid on my sofa, under a blanket, yeah, eating Doritos. (laughs) Whoa!
1: Which which one's cheesy or cool original?
0: Lightly salted. Oh mate.
1: Oh, we don't don't have Doritos over here.
0: Lightly salted Doritos, and I watched a film called Her, and yeah, and I was just like. It has Joaquin Phoenix in with the most spectacular moustache.
1: Oh yeah, I've seen. I think oh, I've seen it. I think if I've you seen see it, yeah. the
0: little thing on Netflix, I'm just like gone. Sorry, that was me um, ejaculating Winger, a big
1: lady. Yeah, boner. a big a big old lady boner. <laughs> um, but yeah,
0: and I think sometimes you do have to kind of give in and go. Do you know what? Today's not the day.
1: Today yes. is the day where I have to just. I thought that because my little plan was go blanket for blanket burrito, blanket burrito with a Dorito. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, my plan was go for your stupid mental health walk and come home and clean the house and then do yeah. a to-do list and block out your day for tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. And as I was stomping around, I was like, it's just not happening today, Graves. No. Like it's just not <laughs> happening. You're tired. Cause let's face it. Yesterday I got up at 7am, I had an 8am meeting. I got on a train I walked 45 minutes. I spent seven hours ripping styrofoam roof tiles off the ceiling of my bungalow. Then I had to walk back to the train like 45 minutes, fast pace in the fucking dark. Right. Got back to Berlin, like 11 o'clock at night, got woken up this morning by some builder knocking on my door, telling me they were turning my water off for the day. Like I I think we also (laughs) have to learn to kind of like give ourselves credit where credit is due. And then it's very normal to lay there in your burrito, eating the Doritos or the mental health muffins, as the case may have been today. And you're like, I'm a fucking piece of garbage. And you're like, no, (laughs) your biology, babe. You want to get up and and get it all done every day because you live in a world that tells you that you should be able to get up and get it all done every day. But really, yeah, fuck all of that. Fuck off fuck all of that. Honestly, like that meme that goes around that says, you know, what is it? Like, we should all have just been laying around with our titties out, like eating fruit. What <laughs> yeah. went wrong? Like, what <laughs> went wrong? Oh, I would have been it's... so good at it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my
1: god, the queen of laying around with my titties out eating fruit. Yeah. Or oh, having them fake We, we would have
0: made, like, beautiful <laughs> paintings.
1: Just laying. Yes. Oh my god, we would. We should get someone to do that. If anyone... Oh, if anyone is listening <laughs> that enjoys drawing painting if you would like to make us we would like to to commission you we can't pay you because we haven't even got no. our pelot- we haven't even got our pelotons yet um <laughs> uh, and a piece of it, uh sarah and i <laughs> reclining in the way god intended tits out Legs akimbo eating fruit, toes, and muffins. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> or fruit. We'll make it, we will make it our profile picture. We Instagram. will,
0: we will. Yeah, a beautiful, uh, what's the word? Like old fashioned picture of us, just <sighs> old, f- it's old, fa- old fashioned. Uh, what's the word? Like, like pictures from think. the olden days, yeah, <laughs> oldie worldie. What I'm thinking
1: renaissance
0: I'm not I'm not more,
1: if we went more oldie woldy than that it might be a cave painting and we would just be stick yeah, figures but I'm sticks. also completely up for that to be honest <laughs> completely up for that um yeah I was gonna I was gonna say uh something uh insightful about and keep us on the mental health topic, but it's completely escaped me. Cause all I can think <laughs> about now is cool original Doritos and how good they would be for the cinema where I have to sit for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over it. I actually, I actually can't get over it. Oh, do you remember um, as a kid or as a teenager ever having moments where you were a bit like, oh. Uh,
0: well, t- for me, my mental health problems definitely started as a child obviously back Mm. then I didn't know uh no one took me to the doctors because I don't think they maybe were aware of it Mm. so I've never actually really told anyone this but as you've shared on the pod I'll share on the pod uh when I was sort of 10 11 year six I was terrified of my teacher and that produced a lot of anxiety and that is where it all kind of started for me. Um, so I was terrified of going to school. I laid awake at night worrying about going to school. And uh, it yeah. was a time when troll dolls were in fashion. And I talk about the old ugly ones. Yeah. And I had a shelf uh, with some troll dolls. And the thing was you had to rub their hair. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah three yeah, times I, a I make had, a wish. I had them too. Yeah, I, um, I loved the pencil toppers yeah you could put them on top of your pencil (laughs) yeah
0: uh and basically so I developed like an uh, obsessive compulsion I don't even know the right word for it where Mm. I had to do that every morning before I went Mm. to school and it it was I'm gonna have a good day my teacher's not gonna shout at me you know that kind of thing
1: you were fucking manifesting before it was cool
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) I should become a fucking life coach (laughs) <laughs> Troll dolls. It's the way to get your your dreams. Uh yeah. And basically, if for some reason I didn't do that morning, I like, you know, stomach would just drop with mm. just, oh, oh my God. Um, and then obviously I I left junior school, so it kind of eased off. But I think for me, I was like 15, I would say, when I had. It was the first time I, I would I could say I thought I just want to die mm. and felt like suicidal and just thought oh, mm. but not really understanding it and no one really I come from a family as well where we don't talk about our feelings yeah we binge drink we don't hug <laughs> <laughs> we drink here we don't talk about feelings um and so I think I went through as well like my my 20s really having like these ups and downs of um struggling and not and not fully understand because I think we talk about mental health more and I think back then it was very black and white Mm, so you know depression is you cannot get out of bed and it's like but I I get out of bed and I go to work yeah so I can't be depressed whereas now Mm. we understand it's more complex than that. And it's different for everyone. Mm. Um, so I didn't even think anything was really wrong with me. Yeah. And then um, when I had my child, I had really bad postnatal depression and it was almost like everything in me just whoosh came out
1: wow. and
0: yeah. And um, it's, it's been rocky ever since. So it's been yeah, it's been a weird. But I think since then, I, I I can say, you know, that's when I started taking medication. So I didn't even take start taking medication until I was in my thirties. Yeah, but I'd been struggling since I was like 10, 11 mm. and um, <clears throat> and um, yeah, and it, 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 yeah, uh, what was I going to say? Anxiety was always a big problem. I got to points where I, I'd get quite agoraphobic. But again, it was that thing where I can't not be agoraphobic because I do sometimes leave my house. But then when you realise that that's a very, very, very extreme case when someone will not leave their house at all, I could only go to work, pick my child up from school, maybe go to the gym. I couldn't get on a bus. I I felt really fucking uncomfortable even just being a passenger in a car. Constantly Mm. always thinking something bad's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, that whole like, whoa, I've got really uneasy feelings
1: all the time. I really I really remember when I was a little girl getting very upset, like breaking my heart, sobbing. And my mum would be like, What on earth is the matter? What on earth is the matter? And I wouldn't be able to verbalize it no. or say it or explain it. And she was just like, oh, love, you know, like what on earth upset you like this? But that's the first time I remember experiencing the frustration yeah. of feeling and experiencing a certain, you know, a certain being a certain way in my body and in my thoughts. Like when I was very little, my mum and dad left me at my auntie's house and they were taking a ferry to Ireland. And I think I maybe saw something on the TV about the Titanic, which probably didn't help, you know. And kids have nightmares and kids get upset. And, you know, but I was beside myself because I had decided that my mum and dad's ferry was going to sink and they were going to die and they were never coming back. And I literally spent the whole night living in that reality, yeah. devastated, trying to figure out in my little child brain, what on earth I was going to do. Even my auntie was going, Hannah, everything's fine. Like nothing has happened. And I was like, I don't believe you. Cause my head, that's the power of like yeah. where my head will go and what my mind can tell me. And I remember like experience when I look back with hindsight, I remember experiencing things like that very young. I wanted to come back to something you said, and I'm going to put like a trigger warning in here. So, yeah. I do want to talk about suicide suicidal ideation um i think that it's important but i do understand that this topic can be very difficult and very sensitive for some people so if this is something that you don't want to listen to right now if you're not in a place where you feel you can listen to that um if you have been affected and impacted in a way that like uh means you just don't want to be there with us today in that i completely (laughs) understand i've i've lost friends myself Uh, to suicide and so I'd like to take this opportunity to tell you that I love you and I appreciate you and however you feel right now is completely a-okay and just fucking go listen to someone and something else (laughs) (laughs) really like honestly don't be like oh god like if your stomach just dropped yeah don't be don't don't say here that's completely a-okay um I will give it like two or three minutes maybe you can come back and me and Sarah will be taking the piss out of uh ourselves (laughs) humor as a coping mechanism anyone um (laughs) humor as a defense strategy anyone um yeah I just wanted to mention it because it's something that I struggled with in my 20s and it was a real breakthrough moment for me in actually verbalizing it so basically when I suffered with depression and anxiety throughout my 20s I used to get to a place where I was definitely suicidal Mm. And I was like, I'm just going to kill myself. And I um, had, I, I have experienced in my worst times, this is very, b- before I had like a complete massive life meltdown, obviously, and had to change everything. Um, Being like in that state of intense distress that panic yeah. disorders will cause and thinking this is my plan and planning offing myself and experiencing like a full- Body calm.
0: Yeah. It was like, because uh, I've been there as well. Mm. Uh, for me, I remember the last time I ended up going, I've got to go back to the doctor because this is a fucking horrific mess. Uh, I was back at my mum and dad's. I just split up with my soon to be ex husband. I've you know I've lost everything I'm sleeping in a bedroom with my child on a fucking air mattress on the floor mm. and I sat in that room for a whole weekend when my child was at the dad's googling how to kill myself and yeah. I barely moved unless I was going for a cigarette or like gonna get a drink or whatever I didn't move from there and I just felt completely like you're saying it is just, just stress. And I tried to mm. explain it to a friend why I said it's it's there, I feel it there. Yeah, and it's an ache. Oh, it's just like an ache of just I can't live anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, but that was also the moment for me where I went, I've got to go and speak well done, to a doctor because Massive. this is getting too terrifying. It was terrifying
1: it for me. It was terrifying to be like to experience what happened in my body like that I could not relax I could not find any relief I could not get away mm. from this feeling of wanting to like climb out of my own body and run off down the street yeah. Um but the minute that my head went oh you could just kill yourself yeah it was like uh, I'd be like, a like way oh out. yeah so There's when I say like this things really changed when I was able to express that because let's talk, I mean, there's the stigma. Don't ever be the person that says, Oh, I've been having thoughts of killing myself. You're an attention seeker. Yeah. You're a, if, and so if you are listening to this, if you are with us, if this is something that you are struggling with please speak to people speak to your friends who love you speak to your family who i hope are there for you please seek out professionals who are trained to help because that's what i did i went home in the middle of like a fucking nightmare crisis (laughs) which i used to do a lot my poor parents dad picked you up (laughs) yeah from the airport because they'd (laughs) have to fly me in this time from berlin um and uh, a mental health nurse came around my house and said, and I said, all right then, smart stuff, medical professional. Ex- riddle me this. Why, when I'm a p- biological being programmed for survival, right? It's yeah. literally like all I w- all we want to do is survive. That's, that's you know, we're just, we're just here trying to live, right? Why the fuck would I get to a point in my life where I'm seriously considering ending my own life like what kind Mm. of a biological fuck up is that you know and he went oh it's actually quite simple and I was like oh I'm 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 ready to hear (laughs) this and he drew like a piece of circle like a big circle on a piece of paper right and then an arrow approaching the circle from one side and he was like right the arrow is you And the big circle is like something that you are coming up against in your life, right? A feeling, an emotion, an experience, a part of your nature. And you have spent so long trying to get over it, under it, around it. But you haven't. And you're so tired of keep hitting this obstacle that your fight or flight mechanism has malfunctioned. And you have decided as there is no way to move forward that you should just stop. So what you have to figure out is what is this big circle and how are you going to find a way through it, around it, under it, over it, finally, so you can continue. And at that point, I sat there and went... Well, that's fucking useless i've ne- like <laughs> you're supposed to tell me what the circle is bruv i've been in therapy i've done it like why yeah. can't and he was like but that's the thing only you can know and only you can figure it out you yeah. know and i the really unfair thing is that the world that we lives in we live in i became Gollum then for a minute the world that we <laughs> lives in, the world that we lives in sarah <laughs> it means that we you know we get a lot of throat stuff thrown at us that starts yeah. to block our path and we do feel that it's immovable and there's nothing we can do but yeah as soon as he said that like malfunctioning fight or flight I was like that's really interesting and obviously for me with hindsight I'm like well I'm a fucking alcoholic drug addict and that's what I had to go right but <laughs> the other night I live in Berlin We're in this amazing apartment with my two beautiful cats I do work that I love I get to be self-employed. I have amazing friends, right? I'm very content and I'm genuinely, I experienced so much genuine peace and serenity in my life. And I got up and as I walked from the living room into my bedroom, my head went, yeah, I just don't really think there's a lot of point in doing this for like the next 20, 30 years. You know, it's, 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 why don't you just tap out now? Like, you could just die now. And I, and I went, Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck? Cause I'm like, I've been fucking sober and in recovery for five years. I am currently medicated. Like, like I said, I, I, I'm in a really good place, but I know I have mental illness. I know that things do not yeah. fire correctly. Or you know, I can experience good days or bad days because having an onboard passenger, having a part of your psyche, tell you that the best plan that it has for the day that you're in is your own demise, means that there's a strong indication that something maybe is a little bit off.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's you know it's interesting you say that because back last year, um, uh, before. Covid hit I was actually on the verge of I think I might talk to my doctor about coming off my antidepressants because I'm in a really mm. good place then obviously we went into lockdown and I was like this is probably not the best time so I've stayed on them uh, but I maintained quite a good you know you just got to kind of get through it and then in 2021 I, I really struggled and I had that moment sat here trying to homeschool trying to work from home and just out of nowhere uh, a voice just kind of in my head went, you could just kill yourself. Yeah. And it was like,
1: whoa, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, and and here's the thing, the fact, that we can, that? the fact that we can catch it yeah, and go, oh, hang on a minute, thanks for that. That was a bit of a rogue thought, is so important and so powerful because I know what it's like, to, and I've been there at other points in my life where that was my consciousness. I thought like I, I could I it wasn't the same as being in my life and being in my thinking and being in my awareness and, and having it come out of kind of you know yeah a, and, and be like, oh hang on a minute, strange suicidal ideation that hasn't seemed to pop- that slightly uncalled for. Like I remember a time where I was curled up in the fetal position at the end of my couch and that was my thinking. Yeah. And it was very convincing and it was fucking terrifying you know, and I I think it's important for me to remember when I talk about being a person in recovery, I've had mental health crises, you know, that took me to the psych ward of the local hospital (laughs) here. And yes, it's very easy to see now how that was related to my drug and alcohol use at the time, but it's also inherently linked to my drug and alcohol use, Mm. because there's a lot of self-medicating that occurs, I think, in people that have got mental health issues where it's very easy to understand why people are like I just don't want to feel like this anymore yeah. <laughs> or I cannot bear to feel like this um in the moment that I'm in um so yeah I'm I we know we say that sobriety opens the door to recovery and for me I've been very lucky in the fact that I, I can catch things like that now like I yeah. give myself a fighting chance of being able to go Whoa, thanks for the <laughs> thought Maybe not, because actually (laughs) life's pretty good. Um, But I do think it's very tough for people when they look around and life isn't good. Mm. You know, what do we do in those situations, especially with some of the stuff that we've been living through in the past few years?
0: It is tough as you know, here in the UK, a lot of the mental health services are well non-existent. There's a lot of waiting lists. There's, you know, it is hard for people to get the help. Hmm. That they that they need. I think everyone should have a therapist that they touch base yeah. with, you know, at least a couple of times a year. And you kind of go, oh, I'm kind of good right now. Okay, I'll see you in six months. But here's my number if you need me in the meantime. And you know, like going to the dentist type of thing. I think it's um, sad that
1: like something that kind of comes up for me when you mention that, and I completely agree, I wholeheartedly agree, but I think everyone should do therapy, but unfortunately not everyone can access it and that is a problem. No. Um I just feel like human beings chemically, when we think about like oxytocin um, and the, you know, the way we generate chemicals of certain kinds of experiences physically, but also emotionally with people, um, you know, how we regulate dopamine, like the reward systems in our brains, all of this stuff. When we talk about joking about how we were supposed to just lay around eating fruit, right? <laughs> we also, we used to have better community structure bigger families, more siblings, right? Mm. I'm not saying that living in a Victorian tenement with your 12 (laughs) brothers and sisters with a mother that gave you gin was better, but like we used to have like the matriarch in the family that would have been the person to give the advice or like, you know, it's kind of like we we don't now in our culture respect our elders, do we? We don't. We don't benefit from their wisdom. We don't sit with them and let them nurture us and share with us as we get older we the culture of individualism is like I'm fucking fine I have it figured out fuck you (laughs) like (laughs) that's what I was like like the minute I was a teenager I didn't want help I wouldn't accept help I've had to learn as an adult how to be vulnerable enough to even come to a place where I can admit that I'm not all right and I I know that that's a, a big problem with is just you know the stigma in society in general but I'm like that maybe there's, like, a bigger underlying issue here for us. I'm going to say it. Take a shot, everyone. Get your shot glasses ready. There we go. Patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, women, everyone. Because, like I said, men are so fucked when it comes to mental health. Um, great in bed, fucked in the head. The first point is <laughs> seriously questionable, to be honest. But, like... um pitched into competition with each other yeah picking each other apart pulling each other down you know
0: yeah not being able to show any kind of although it isn't a weakness it's seen as a weakness if you I will. don't
1: I don't really have <coughs> gal pals I really struggle with it yeah yeah and I have done ever since I was a kid you know um, and it's because I've got this, like, competitive streak in me. I've got a superiority streak, like, a mile wide that handicaps me when it comes to having meaningful relationships with all the women. All the confused sexuality stuff doesn't help either. <laughs> um, you know, and I love and cherish, like, the friends that I have, but I also, like, all of my friends are dudes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I do, I think sometimes... It, therapy is amazing but how much of it is I feel listened to
0: yeah you know, I, would I
1: agree I... that I just take some time out of my day to sit with someone who will be non-judgmental not try and give me advice who is just going to l- allow me to speak so I can feel heard and I'm like yeah how the fuck did we that become like a pandemic in and of itself that people feel mm. that they are lacking that so severely it's so sad it's so yeah. sad
0: no, I think you make a good point because, like you say, we were saying earlier, sometimes it's just going and having a coffee with a friend and just mm. having a really nice chat actually makes the world a difference when you're having a a, a day where you just want to crawl back into bed. Yeah,
1: um, and this is this is what I mean. Like, uh, I, and like, I'm not going to say when you feel depressed, get out of bed and do something for someone else. No, like, I'd literally rather punch me in the face and say that today, right? Because that wasn't happening. Muffins was happening. Cool. And the lover's blind reunion was happening and that's fine. But like I said, chemically, oxytocin, right? Biologically, human beings are not meant to be alone. And I don't Mm. mean you have to be partnered because you know that's not my (laughs) fucking vibe at all. But like we are supposed to exist. We're like ants, (laughs) We're like fucking ants, right? And I know you can watch one ant lift one leaf. Watch what all those ants will do together, right? Watch the way that other species live and exist in communes, like where there is mutual childcare, right? Yeah. A group of uh, childbearing animals coming together, right? And all parenting together to increase their chances of surviving and the chances of the young surviving. Why are we the ones that shut mums alone in their houses with their kids yeah. and expect them to do fucking everything by themselves? Yeah. Where they can't even say to other mums, I wanted to smother my child today.
0: Yeah. Can't, you know? can't ever,
1: ever, ever. You always have to
0: say, you can say it, but you always have to start with, I love my child, but. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to sure. make sure you go, like, you don't have to call social services. Yeah, yeah, please. Don't I call do love my child. Me.
1: And I would never do
0: it, but today I could have But d- my maybe child. I've just
1: got a romanticized idea. Maybe I've watched too much Outlander and all that shit. Do you know what I mean? But it's kind of like the idea of women, you sitting around in a big circle, Ooh, a and all weave, weaving something, Sarah weaving something and all the kids is, all running we around need together to start a
0: feminist utopia don't we yeah
1: yeah like and thing. we can
0: lay around with our tips out eating the grapes
1: eating the grapes like that's the weaving thing. But, but here's the thing <laughs> i talk all of this smack right where i'm like what would be great would be to have like a big autonomous house filled with like-minded people that shared in the responsibility, the financial responsibility where we grew food and had solar panels on the roof. And I would rather peel off my own skin than live with other motherfuckers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would. That whole commune vibe. It's that
1: whole thing of like, yeah, really, I think that what's wrong with us is that we've lost our ability to live in communities. And I don't want to live with a bunch of unwashed fucking hippies all suckling each other's babies. I'd rather kill myself. <laughs> 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 oh, good Lord. Good Lord. So to to wrap it up in short. Yeah. Yeah. If you are struggling to funk... <laughs> if you are struggling to function, there is absolutely no shame in going, oh, do you know what? I'm not okay. Doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with me. Doesn't mean, you know, uh, anything drastic or dramatic or terrible, but maybe a conversation, an honest mm-hmm. conversation with someone could yeah. be a good start in me starting to feel better.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, I think whether it's a doctor, a friend, whoever you feel comfortable, I think sometimes just admitting it to someone
1: Hmm. takes a bit of weight off. I'm going to say it as well. And I know this is going to take us off on like another big tangent (laughs) because you were saying about doom scrolling. And obviously, we do live in in, an intense time for social media. I do think the tides are going to change because I think they have to. Right. And as much as I can see, so many benefits the tiktok generation are woke as fuck and inclusive yeah. and diverse the youngsters the youth i love it you know one of my um peers actually another witch um messaged me in response to me sharing something from one of their friends this week saying i love this online worldwide witch web <laughs> <laughs> www dot right the worldwide <laughs> world witch web um <laughs> Because of the amount of support there is, you know, and the signaling, uh, being able to amplify certain messages and things, you know, some of the fundraising that I've gotten to do online, like I'm so, I'm always blown away by the power of what social media can do. But when it comes to mental health, and I was talking about mental health, I personally believe Instagram is a fear machine fed by time. I think that it is deliberately designed to affect your brain <laughs> in soap and work, certain ways. We get dopamine. We start people's yeah. attention spans are actually being scientifically impacted and affected as in we no longer respond to and hold information in the same way because everything's moving so fast yeah. in the way that we sift through information now. Um, and I'm going to say it as much as they can be very helpful they can be very supportive we can take a lot of comfort from them and we all love to share it infographics and mm. quotes on the internet are not the same as a diagnosis and the opinion of a medical professional now is the medical in- like industry and it is an industry fucking biased and sometimes full of terrible practitioners and can it be a real struggle getting the help and you support that you need absolutely Does that mean you can wholly rely on some of the, if if you identify and you relate and it helps you, I love that. But please be wary of the random info on the little pastel square that's (laughs) popped up on everyone's, because I'm going to say it, unpopular opinion, narcissist personality disorder is a legit fucking disorder, right? It is just because someone's been shitty to you does not mean you've been a victim of narcissistic abuse, right? Just because you are unhappy that someone treated you in a certain way does not mean that that person is a narcissist. That word now gets thrown around. Yeah. Yes. People can have narcissistic traits. Yes. People can have exhibited narcissistic behavior. Saying someone is a narcissist, it, it, it's, I wouldn't ever want to suffer under a diagnosis of this particular disorder because these people suffer as well. And I just think this is one example that I have of like social media becoming a way that we develop a perception of something that is actually far mm. more complex in a way that even though everybody wants it to be helpful, it might not be that helpful.
0: Yeah, I uh, yeah, no, it's true. There's obviously, like you said, there's lots of infographics that go round. And I think it's about that thing of like, check your sources, because there's a lot of people thrown away around a lot of, like you say, words and mm-hmm, advice. Mm-hmm, uh, they're mm-hmm. not professionals. They haven't trained in these things. Um, so, you know, anyone can start a, an Instagram account and start chucking up, you know, graphics,
1: yeah, saying like anything they
0: want.
1: <laughs> Doesn't you know, like Like I said, I've got the paperwork on my desk here because when I went in the other day, my doctor waved it at me again and she went, what about this? Um, ADHD, uh, causes, treatment, tips, further information here. Um, And I I know that I've seen people speaking from a place of their own experience online Mm. and it's really helped me. Like I saw a video, a TikTok of someone with ADHD going, I didn't know I was loud. Everyone was always telling me why are you so loud? (laughs) What, and and they were talking about the pain of when people go, why are you so loud? And how much it hurts because you're trying so hard to not yeah. be. And <laughs> I, I I literally, like I sent it to my mom, I was having like a full fucking meltdown because I have never, ever been able to explain ever why it is that yeah. I don't have a volume switch. <laughs> I, am, I have no awareness at all of my volume, except when people go, shh, my yeah. my mom said I was always telling you why are you shouting when you were a kid and I was like yes mother I know um <laughs> and, and even today if I'm out at a restaurant or I'm with a friends and that one person goes Hannah vote, like turn it down take mate it down. Or like, yeah <laughs> take it down a notch the shame yeah the shame that I failed in the in, in the awareness sort of thing and I was just like oh god and so I'm saying like these kind of things can be super helpful yeah but if I heard that and went Oh my god, I've got ADHD. Yeah, because I relate to this thing that this person said uh, in a TikTok. That's why. Again, I know people are having real problems accessing services and getting the diagnosis that they need. And I think being self-diagnosed in order to create to create coping strategies is amazing. Mm. But there does need to be a little bit of when we talk about mental health, it's your own personal baseline for like your your well-being. How much you are struggling with certain intrusive thoughts, obsessive behaviors, depression, anxiety, whatever it may be, you know your baseline and only you can like decide. But then we do have to create this conversation of where do I go for the appropriate information and resources, you know? And I can understand if someone's doctor's a fucking dickhead and won't give them the time of day, turning to TikTok and an entire community of people who have been diagnosed and are offering super helpful and supportive advice, I I totally understand that. I do also see a lot of fucking garbage on the internet as well. There's a lot of fucking people on social media sounding off about this and sounding off about that. And I'm like, girl, who hurt you? Like... (laughs) And yes, that's me in my judgment, but it's also me in like five years of my own fucking healing and like,
0: yeah,
1: understanding that sooner or later, having to take responsibility for your own healing and your behavior is like a massive part of getting well. And there's sometimes it's just like, like I said, the narcissist thing is my best fucking example where I'm just like, yeah. oh God, really again? No,
0: there's, there's a lot. I mean, it, it happens across a lot of things I was saying about it a podcast i was listening to earlier where it kind of touches on like the whole kind of life coaching manifestation and like people are going to these people and you know just be wary of false idols and make sure that the people that you're taking your advice from are trained and they are professionals and they can give you actual proper advice that's going to help you
1: Yeah. yeah yeah i love that i love that I mean, it's it's really, always really, because obviously there's me reading magic cards on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I always make a point, you know, like I make a very, very strong point in the work that I do and in the teaching that I do with people of the limitations of certain tools yeah. and certain techniques, you know, um, just because I'm a fucking supreme <laughs> witch bitch, <laughs> right? And I've got a rock tarot practice doesn't mean that I wasn't crying in my doctor's office when my cat fell out the window and died in my arms. Right, yeah, that, and that's the point I want to make. Like, spiritual practice or practitioners are amazing for helping you to like guide you through that part of your experience. But that doesn't mean <laughs> that you are not going to also have issues with your mental well-being. You know, yeah. like the four suits in tarot is a good way of looking at it. Right, so when yeah. we work with tarot, we have these four suits. You've got cups, your emotions, an emotional self. Pentacles, your kind of physical self, and your att- uh, attachment to like the material world wands that little fiery part of you your spirit your personality but then you've also got swords your perception your thinking your ability to use logic reason and rationale it's where discipline and you know willpower comes in and so for me mental health is very attached to this realm of the swords it's to Mm. do with my perception it's the way that i perceive myself the world around me and it can get warped
0: (laughs) and then we may have
1: some mental illness
0: Mental illness. Mental illness.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. There's nothing no. wrong with you. You're not broken. You're not busted. This world makes us ill. There you go. I'm gonna say it. It does. It really does.
0: Um yeah, yeah. We're we're pushed to our limits sometimes. Yeah. And when that's...
1: we go, we go and sit in the doctors and go, "I'm not functioning correctly." I think anybody should be able to turn around and go, "Is it any fucking wonder?"
0: <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, everything, like you said, uh, you know, you
1: have those moments where you go, it all just feels really pointless.
0: What is the point? Hmm. And it's not a nice place to be.
1: No, I left when I left Lidl with my haul today. (laughs) All the muffins. My haul of muffins. All of the best muffins I've had over the years. Um, I had this little thought where I was like, "Ah, right, got things to do. And then I was like, yeah, it's all pretty pointless, though, isn't it? Yeah. And I was like, well, why is that then? I was like, well, you're a cruise missile could hit your house tomorrow. And exactly. then what, what would be the point of ever having had a fucking business or a life or of loved every anyone? And I was like, I was like, I did have to have a word with myself because I was like, yeah. Hannah, you're not actually living in a conflict zone. You do you yeah. are aware of that, right? There's like literally nothing wrong today. But this is what I'm saying, this is what yeah. we have to think about when we think talk about mental health. I don't have control over rational logical control over places my head will take me sometimes yeah um and that my head and that that's been impacted by all the shit that i've seen in the last couple of weeks and my empathy and my the emotional part of me is playing feeding into that as well yeah um you know it's tough
0: life is hard (laughs) (laughs) yes
1: That's it. It's the uh, motivational that uh, uplifting is... message this week from single fat 40 yeah. it's life's hard. life's um, but, hard, but don't struggle unnecessarily. There no. is help there. And I know it's not always easy to, to find, um, but sometimes, as we've said, just a shoulder of a supportive and well-meaning friends can be great. If you don't have supportive and well-meaning friends, people who in any way ridicule you or undermine your experience, um, get better friends yeah you know
0: maybe maybe we could find a way to share some numbers as well yeah we could do that or websites yeah. that people can maybe yeah in various parts of the world
1: various resources available yeah. to you uh go to our instagram which is s-i-n-g-l-e-f-a-t-4-0 yeah um remember that every day you go to bed and lay your he- head on the pillow regardless of what went down you are a fucking winner you are winner, a winner baby. and it is always always a blessing a gift and a miracle to get to wake up the next day and do another fucking 24 hours um even if it does not feel like it, something i have to remind myself of all the time yeah. by all rights i shouldn't be here really yeah I did so much phenomenally stupid shit and drank so much and did so many drugs. Like I was the person who would find bags of drugs on the floor of clubs and I wouldn't know what it was and I would do it anyway. Floor drugs. That was an actual thing. Hashtag hashtag floor drugs. Right. (laughs) You know, it's like. You know, is my story like the worst, most chaotic story that I've ever heard? Absolutely not. But really, the fact that she made it out of her twenties and into mm. her thirties is a goddamn fucking miracle. It is.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm with you. And like, even though right now I know, I feel like, oh, what's the point? I know that there is a point. Yeah. Um, and or maybe there isn't, might, and maybe that's. Fine, I mean, maybe there isn't. You know? but, that you know, there there will be some joy and happiness, and I just got to keep on keeping on keep yeah, on trucking
1: mate, exactly one foot in front of the other one day yeah. at a time and on days that one day at a time are too much i do one hour at a time and if one hour yeah. involves a trip to little and a four pack of chocolate muffins then so fucking be it right because i made it through another day um yeah. <laughs> well it's been a real pleasure it has yeah i hope everyone's all right um i hope that this hasn't been a downer episode uh, no i
0: hope i hope we haven't brought everyone else down if you're a bit Ropy, but it was just, just, just if you're a bit ropey, you're not very, alone. Yeah, you're not
1: alone. We're we're not feeling too perky right now either. So yeah, you know, for me, it's always super important because I know that you know, I'm. I'll often meet people and they're just like, "Oh, you're so confident," and mm. they assume that I've just like gone through my whole life being someone that's, you know, really confident and has doesn't struggle with stuff. And I'm just kind of like, my God. <laughs> 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 honestly i've been like a raccoon trying to climb out of a garbage can uh, that's on fire for at least like the last 36 years and i'm I, I am doing a pretty fucking fantastic job of scaling the sides of said garbage can these days and that but it's taken an awful lot of work um, yeah. and it's something that i continue to work on and i think that 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 point needs to be said as well you know like when you look on social media and you see these people and you get into what i like to call compare and despair where yeah. you go, all of these people just get up in the morning and they have their <laughs> coffee and their orange juice and they, they talk to the birds that are singing at their window and they clean their teeth and they live there. They go to their amazing job that they love or they don't even have to work at all. And they've just got all this money and they go on all these amazing holidays and they've got all these things that I want. It's not real. No, it's not real. None of it's real. It's just an edited down, shiny, external version that is designed to have you thinking that about them and about yourself it's not it's not real it's not you wouldn't believe the amount of people um where i've had a certain conception of what they would be like or what they'd be dealing with and then i've had an opportunity to speak with them and i've just been like wow that was a real wake-up call yeah (laughs) (laughs) to remember that every everyone is everyone is struggling as that amazing poster that i've so always wanted to buy says Everyone's fighting their own battles, so try not to be a cunt.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: please follow us on Instagram. It's S-I-N-G-L-E-F-A-T40. Um, we have got a topic mapped out for you next week, which I'm very excited uh to get into. Um, but the last episode of this month will be an agony aunt episode.
0: Yep yep so,
1: so we'd love to invite you to message us
0: yeah uh obviously we have an email feel free to email us at singlefat40 at gmail.com and we want to hear it
1: all we want to yeah, hear it all or, let's
0: say send us a message on instagram
1: yeah maybe maybe you've been sort of sat thinking on something you're having a bit of a dilemma or a crisis a touch of I chaos I
0: actually have a dilemma that I'd like to ask on that episode actually
1: oh fantastic so
0: mm-hmm. I have to
1: I have to be your agony aunt. yes just me yes oh something I'd like to ask okay All right. I'd like to- <laughs> Can, do you think it'll wait for two whole weeks yeah it can work okay all right then so we'll (laughs) have sarah's first to the uh table uh, for the agony aunt episode with a burning desire but if anybody else has got a query or a question for sarah and i um you can address it to both of us or either of us um you can get our input for what it's worth um and sometimes just having a little bit of external uh Perception can be just the ticket. But I also would advocate that no one actually follow our advice verbatim because, you know, <laughs> raccoon, trash can, fire. <laughs> uh,
0: as usual, you can find us over on Instagram
1: at singlefat40. 4 And it would be awesome if you could rate, review, And subscribe on either Spotify, Apple or where it is that you are listening to this podcast.
0: And as usual, we will see you next Tuesday.